I'm going to do something this morning that, that I'm a, it's a little bit risky. And the reason I say that is because I know the age in which we live in is you tend to get bored easy, tend to, to lose track fast, tend to, to get off course a little. You know, this is the age of technological. Most of y'all got your phone right there every 10 seconds. You're, you know, you, you boredom is... Boredom, you know, you fight boredom all the time because you, you all the time, you, you, most of you sleep with TV on or something or, you know, because you just don't want it quiet. All y'all looking at each other. Man, does this whole church do that? <laughs> you know? Uh, but, but, but everybody's afraid, afraid to, you know, to, to get bored. I mean, you know. So I, I had learned a few years ago to, 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 to I had, it was best to maybe back off of, so much scripture reading on Sunday morning, and, and I've done that for several years, mainly because I didn't want to lose people, and, and I found that, man, sometimes you do that, but this morning, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk it. I'm just, I've got to read you a big chunk of scripture. I've got to read you a big chunk of scripture to just to bring you a real small thing that I think God really wants to speak to us. That's really what this is this morning. This ain't a message, a sermon. It's a message from God. I really believe that. I believe this is something God wants to speak to you. And, and to do it properly, I have to read a little extra scripture than normal. And I hope that's all right because as long as I'm reading scripture, you know I'm telling the truth. There ain't no bull. There ain't no lie. There ain't nothing else. It's, all not, it's God, not man. So you'll be good. You'll be safe. And it'll be, and, and you, and it'll be something that should build your heart and soul. But here's what I'm going to do. Storm, come up here. Get back on these drums a minute. I'm going to use you as a wow factor. Get up here. Get up here. They used to wow factor. Everybody say wow. wow. There he comes. Here comes the wow factor, y'all. Come on, Storm. Here comes the wow factor. Look at him shaking his head. I got him all embarrassed. Oh, wow factor coming right there. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. That's my nephew, by the way. If y'all didn't know it, this is my nephew. Proudly my nephew. Amen. He took over. I, I was actually sick over the weekend. Uh, I actually got really sick on Friday. And uh, he had to take over my spot in, in the hay, hay business there yesterday. And, and he done good. So he, today he's going he's gonna to help, help keep y'all from getting bored. So, what, Storm, if you see anybody losing track, I want you to hit the cymbal hard as you can. Here, give me a test. Give me a test. Focus. Amen. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's, before we do, let's stand. Let's pray over the word because I'm going to let you sit down. I don't want you to stand during this whole reading. But let's pray over the word this morning. Let's ask the Lord to bless it. Bless it while it's being read. And then bless the small portion of what God's put on my heart today. Brother Angle, love you so much. Appreciate your presence. Appreciate the anointing. I, I, I always recognize the anointing that you carry, and, and I, I would be honored if you would bless this service today. God, we need to hear from you this morning. We know that you're the only one that's the originator of truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah. So help us, God. So in the name of Jesus, we look forward with anticipation of being told the truth this morning from you in Jesus' name and on our pastor. Amen.
the Lord this morning. Amen. Bless his name. Amen. Give me one, Storm. Give me one. Give me one. Yeah, there you go. I'm just keeping you in business over that. Amen. <laughs> Got to keep you in business. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. I want to read you a, a chunk of scripture out of Genesis 17 and then a smaller chunk out of Genesis 18 this morning. You'll recognize the story as we go along. I'm not going to try to build into the back of it. May have to as we go along, but but I'm just going to try to get through this story because really the importance of the, uh, of what you need to hear is in the, the reading of what I'm going to read. So soak in what is read this morning. Allow it to speak to your heart and, uh, and then just allow me then to speak what I feel like the Lord would have us here this morning. So Genesis 17, the Bible says this, that when Abram was... 99 years old, 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram. It's been, it's been what, 13 years uh, thereabouts since he's appeared to him the last time. And he appeared to him, appeared to him, and he says, I am the Almighty God. And he says, walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face. And God talked to him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. And neither shall thy name be any more Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make a nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in the generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger in all the land of Canaan for everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant. Therefore, th therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 15. And the only thing I'm really missing is where he took out Ishmael and took out all the, the, the men of the house and circumcised them. But jump down to verse 15 now of the same chapter. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt... Not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and give, her, give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be the mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And Abraham fell on his face and he laughed. And he said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee, behold, I have blessed him, 
and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. Make sure I ain't getting ahead of y'all. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee. And this and, 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 Sarah, and this set time in the next year. Now, jump over to chapter 18. Chapter 18. Because in verse 22, he ended off speaking with Abraham. So jump, jump over to verse 18 and start with verse 1. And now we see the Lord appearing again. And the Lord appeared unto, unto him, talking about Abram, in the plains of Mamre. And he sat. Is anybody getting a sleepy storm? Are you watching? Okay. All right. I'm glad you're watching because I'm reading. And I'm, re I'm into what I'm reading. Can y'all tell? I'm really into it here. Amen. And the Lord. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes, and, and he looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, bowed himself toward the ground, and said, My Lord, if, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from my, thy servant. Let a little water, I pray thou, be fetched, and wash your feet, and Rest yourself under the tree, and, and I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort your hearts. After that, you shall pass on, and for there, therefore uh, are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. So Abraham hastened unto the tent, unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures, measures of fine meal. And, and, and all the women right here, all the women right here is mad at Abraham. You done invited company over. Come on. Amen. Have you seen the house lease arbor? And she goes into like the Tasmanian devil. Cleaning the house as she goes through. Amen. Amen. And Abraham, he, 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 he hastened. He said, so, so make ready quickly this measure of fine meal. Knead it. Make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran out into the herd, fetch a calf, tender and good, gave it unto the young man, hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed, and he set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, Behold, you know, she's in the tent. He said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy, thy wife shall have a son. Get that thing for me right there. Yeah. That's a wild moment. Did y'all get it? Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abram and Sarah were old and well stricken in age and ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of a woman. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, 
being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which I am old? Is anything, come on now, right here it is. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. Continue to bless it now. Use it. Thank you for all this people that has been attentive to your word. And now may there be great fruit come forth in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen. 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 Go on and give him glory. Thank you, Storm Man. Thank you, Storm Man. Amen. Amen. I don't really have a title, I don't suppose, but if I did, I, I would I would say it like this, and it's really what the Lord's put upon my heart. Uh, I believe God is pushing us. And when I say us, I'm talking about all of us here this morning, our church. Those that's gathered, me, those of you that have uh, heart in this church, heart in the kingdom, heart in the age that we live, uh, I believe that God is pushing us to believe more, listen to me, to believe more than we ever thought possible. I want you to hear that. I believe God is pushing us to hear more than we ever thought possible. And I say that. I say that in, in discerning. I discern. You know, you know. There's an old scripture uh, out, of, out of Chronicles, and I don't remember the exact place, but out of Chronicles, where it talked about the sons of Iskar, uh, the children of Iskar, who could who could know or discern the times. And in that, in that, there was a powerful thing that come out of that. They would know what to do. And I, I just want to tell you something. I feel like where we're at today, and you hear me, this church. That we're a people now that I do, I feel with all my heart over this season, and it's been not just the last month or two, but over this past year or two or maybe three, I don't know how far back for sure I could go, but we could go pretty far back that I can sense that, that God's been stretching us, God's been pushing us, God's been trying to move us. Uh, and, and it's to this point here, it's to exactly the, the scripture that God asks, sorry, is anything too hard for God? God's pushing us to believe more than we ever thought possible. I want you to get that in your heart. If you don't get anything else for you, I want you to get that in your spirit. I want you to get it. God's pushing us. He's pushing us. God's, God, God, He's pushing us more and more. I just want to tell you this. God's not content this morning. He's not content for us just to know doctrine or just the scriptures about the omnipotence of God. He's not satisfied just because you, you say God's great or that God is mine. He's not satisfied that you just able to say that, that, that with God all things are possible. No, 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 no. He's not satisfied with just you having this head knowledge or the thought in your mind or the Christian cliche or it's the right thing to agree to. It's the right thing to amen to. It's the right thing to shake my head to when the preacher says it. It's the right thing to have the wow factor. It's, he's not satisfied with that. No, he wants every one of us in this house this morning to believe 
to believe that there is not nothing too hard to believe, not, to, not only to believe, but then to experience, to experience His omnipotence. I want you to hear that. God wants us to experience the, His omnipotence, experience that there is nothing too hard, to experience that there is nothing out of the realm of possibility, to experience that all things are possible to them to believe. He wants you to experience that, and not only that, but that fullness of joy that comes in that. Yes, give him glory this morning. That's what he's after. He wants us to experience that joy. Amen. In this particular story, I'll not be long, by the way, but in this particular story, God, God, as you've heard today, attentively, God, God, God had pushed him, Sarah and Abraham. He had pushed him to the, to the edge of what they thought they could believe. You ever been there? Pushed. Pushed right to the edge of, of where you think, this is as far, you know, we've all, we've all got seemingly these limitations or this mindset or, or we've built in something to how far we think we can believe. I just want to tell you something. That's what God's after this morning. He's pushing us as a church. He's pushing some of you individually to believe beyond where you think, where you think you can believe. Amen. Amen. I believe that in my heart. God in their life, Abram and Sarah's, had ordered life in such a way. Had ordered circumstances. He had ordered even the steps. How I many know he had ordered their steps? Plumb back when he called Abraham out of the land of his fathers and out of that land, he'd sent him forth with this same covenant. But he had ordered his steps in such a way. How many know? How many of they had tinkered with the promise along the way? How many know you got to be careful when you tinker with the promise? Be careful when you tinker with the promise. I've learned this. You want to know what shreds faith? It's not the suffering. It's not the pain. Some of you know this. I'm gonna tell you. Matter of fact, suffering and pain and struggle usually makes my faith stronger. I get stronger. It's not what shreds my faith. What shreds our faith is sometimes we go to tinkering with the promise. As Abraham and Sarah did. Tinkered with the promise. I know God promised the son. And they tinkered with the promise. And in and, and, and Sunday school as we talked about. Tried to, to do it their own way if you will. And let me tell you what happens when you tinker with the promise. Exactly what happened in their life. Confusion. Confusion. And I'm going to tell you what, confusion is what shreds our faith. Anytime there's confusion, faith is shredded. And there's these limitations that we begin to have about how far I can really believe. How far I can really believe God now for this. Because of confusion. Amen. Amen. But God had ordered their life. He had ordered their circumstance in such a way, and, and it seemed it seemed that from at least a human standpoint, think about it, from a human standpoint anyway, that, that, that this dream or this promise was now humanly impossible. Do you see it? A hundred years old or 99 and 90, 
and God's still playing this Sarah and, and Abram's going to have a child. No, no, we're not talking about Ishmael. We're talking about you, Sarah. God's still laying that card. God's still playing that promise. The preacher's still preaching that message. The preacher's still telling you you must believe. The preacher's still telling you only if we can believe. They're still playing that big card, that heavy-handed card of just believe God. Still trust, still push on, still believe on. But from a human standpoint, minds roll and they go through the Rolodex and, and they say from a human standpoint, this is impossible. That's why they both laughed. Abram out in the field and Sarah behind the tent wall. That's why sometimes though, though you don't do it in here, sometimes when some broad or bold or courageous Word of God is spoken sometimes, a promise maybe. Sometimes maybe you don't fall, but maybe your heart giggles a little. Because humanly, humanly you think, well, that's impossible. That, that'll not ever happen. Amen. Amen. That's where they were. And it's at this point or these points were where they, they found the promise, even itself, unbelievable. I can't believe that anymore. I'm 99 and she's 90. I have to get, Abram was doing the best he could, I believe, trying to hold on to it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. This is scripture. He was holding tight to it. But Sarah, I think she, I think sometimes maybe she was, she was just kind of saying, yeah, yeah, Abraham, yeah. Amen. Amen. But here's what I want to tell you. It's what God was doing. It's what God was doing in this story. It's what God's doing here today. It's what God's been doing in us for this last season that we've been in. This last year or so and, and even more so here lately. It's what God's been working, what he's been up to. God, You know what God's been doing? You know what God was doing in this story really? He had to do it. He was exposing the boundaries of their faith. Exposing them. This this is as far as you believe. Sometimes God sometimes God's got to expose the boundaries of our faith. Do you got boundaries in your faith this morning? You you believe this far, but you just ain't gonna really believe no. How how far do you really believe this morning? How far can you believe this morning? I know you say you believe the whole Bible, but when we pull it open and, and we read through it, how far can you believe that this morning? If from, from, from an Abraham and Sarah's viewpoint, from a humanly standpoint, sometimes, sometimes our, our boundaries are exposed. Sometimes when I read the scriptures, it gets convicting because all of a sudden I see boundaries. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, there's boundaries right there of how far it is I can believe. I wonder this morning, is there anybody up in this Walton house this morning that could march off their map and go beyond the boundary? You got a map for all the area you've been living in, all the area you've been having faith in. You've got it well versed. You're very familiar with it. You've lived there over these last ever how many years. But I wonder this morning, hey, if the Lord will really expose our boundaries this morning, I wonder this morning if anybody would dare to rise up and, hey, and walk off their map. 
I just wonder. Because that's what God wants. He wants us to believe more than we've ever believed. Yes. Yes. Beyond where we've ever put. Be like a bunch of Joshua's. When God told him, he said, Joshua, you've been chasing Moses around in this wilderness for 40 years. For 40 years. You know every bush. You know every crevice. You know every rock. You know every place where there's water. You know every place there's food. You know everything. God said, but, but you've not passed this way before. You've not went through here before. This is brand new, Joshua. This is a new place. This is new ground. This is somewhere new. He said, do you got faith to march off of your map? Well, glory. Exposing boundaries. That's what God was up to. God was into their, all into their life. And, and he had ordered their steps because he couldn't get them to any other way to see their boundary. Years, 13 years earlier, they couldn't see it. They couldn't see it so, so bad, they had to tinker with the promise. You tinkering with the promise, it's just because you got boundaries. Hey! If you feel the need to always tinker with the promise, if you feel the need to, to make excuses for the promise, if you feel the need to, to be quiet about the promise, if you feel the need to quit believing the promise, you've just exposed the boundary. It's just where it's at. Amen. Amen. And that's what God was trying to do. I feel like God's been doing it. He's showing us where our boundaries. He's exposing them. Here they are. <laughs> this morning, I got good news for you, though. Because God don't expose boundaries just to expose them. Amen. You know why God exposes the boundaries? So you can expand them. <laughs> yes! So you can go beyond them. So you can stretch them. So you can be a Joshua. So you can pack up. And though you ain't never been there, and though maybe none of your people's ever been there, I was the first Pentecostal in my family. All my family told me, don't go there. That's not within our boundaries. I grew up in a little Methodist church. Nothing wrong with Methodists. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love my little Methodist people. I do. They always told me, don't go there. Don't go. Them people's crazy. Hey, something will get on you. I said, what will get on you? I don't know, but something will get on you. They're right. Something got on me. It got all over me. It's all over me now. So much so, I just said, you know what? I went home one day and told them, I'm going to lead one of, them, one of them bunch of people. Yes. Yes. I'm going to go off our map. I know the servers ain't never went over this way, but we're going over this way now. Yes. Some of you today, it might be some simple things. It might be some simple things, even as to some of the things of the Spirit. Well, your boundary is, I'm happy, I'm happy with this Pentecostal preacher until he speaks in tongues. 
Once he does that, he's, he's a little beyond my boundary then. No promises. <laughs> Amen. What, whatever it is, or something big, something like 99 and 90, and a promise of a son, not one that's been tinkered with, but one that's from Sarah. She shall have a son. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for God? I should have kept you up here, Storm. I'd have let you hit the drum a few more times. Is there anything? But, but God exposes them so that he can expand them. Do you feel the stretch? Have you felt the stretch? Come on. Have you discerned that God is stretching a people? <laughs> He's been stretching a people. He's stretching a people. He's stretching. He's pulling. He's, he's trying to expand our boundary. Push us. We'll not be the same. We'll not be the same. We'll not. You might leave here today and not be back for six months. Well, I'm going to tell you what. We'll not be the same. We'll not be the same. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because if you go where God wants you to go, it should be an amazing thing. It should be a powerful thing. It should, it, should, it should be able to, to, experience, to experience what God wants to do, and that should flood your life with, with all the glory of God. So you shouldn't be the same. So here's, here's kind of where I want to finish this morning. See, y'all are amazed this morning. See, when God gives me a message like that, I can't tinker with it. And when I just get in there and get me a message out of God's word that I, that I feel like God wants me to speak, I can tinker with it. And sometimes it gets to be an hour, an hour and a half long because I've tinkered. But today I'm not tinkering. Everything I'm speaking, I believe God wants you to hear. Everything I'm speaking, I believe God put in, in this service today to stretch, to allow us to go beyond. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. How in the world do you survive, if you will, the gap between promise and provision? Because that's what they struggled with. They struggled. They got the promise 13 years before this. But before the provision came, and of course that's where it kind of went chaotic and they tinkered and messed up. And got to the point. I believe all the tinkering, all the confusion, I believe they believed it, that God was even done with them. Because see, God hadn't even spoke to them now for several years. And finally God shows up and speaks again. I, 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 I don't know this. I'm just assuming just because I know man's mind. But I know how I am. If, if, God, if, God, ain't, if God ain't blessed my heart, if God ain't giving me a good fuzzy feeling in my soul, if I ain't got a good word from the Lord out of scriptures, if, if I ain't sensed God, felt God, known God in some special way in the last 24 hours, I get the feeling like, well, well God, God, God don't like me no more. He's not with me no more. Come on. So I just had to believe 13 years done went by and Abram ain't heard nothing. 
just as quiet. And, and probably Abram thinks, you know what, that promise that he give me is over. I mean, after all, I am 99 now, and I ain't heard nothing anyway. God's done forgot his promise. How many know God ain't forgot nothing? How many know God's immutable? Not only is he omnipotent, but he's immutable. He don't never change. He's still the same. He's still there. But how do you survive that gap between promise and provision? If you would, take me to Romans 4 this morning. Romans 4 is the New Testament account of the, the, the story of the lengthy story I just read to you out of Genesis. And the new count out of the New Testament, Paul says it like this. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Talking about Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Let's read it on. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And being not weak in faith, considered not his own body. Now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness. He didn't consider even the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Strong giving glory, glory to God. Verse 21, being fully persuaded now that he had, what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed, it was given to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. It wasn't just for Abraham that he heard that. Verse 24, but for us. Also, to whom shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Go back to verse 17. I got three little, three little things I want to share with you. Three little things. It really is. This is how, this is how I believe they survive. This is how you survive the gap between the promise and the provision. Listen, verse 18, 17 says again, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed, before whom he, before he believed, that even God, even God also quickened the dead, called those things which be not as though they were. <laughs> everything, when everything, and it does, I want you to get this, everything does hang on believing God. Everything hangs on believing God. Everything. In this, in this our world. It, it hangs on believing God. And believing God in this story and in our story, if we want to move beyond our boundaries, you got to believe in God without the safety nets. Come on now. I know you can believe in God with your safety nets. I know you can trip out a little ways as long as there's safety. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about when you pull it all back and you rip out into nothing, on nothing, with no safety net, and say, you know what? I'm going to believe God. How do you do that, brother? How could Abraham do that? Because he knew God was one who brought life out of death. He believed that. 
had to have no net if you believe your God can bring life out of death. I just want to tell you something. The resurrection has took all the risk out of it for us. All of it. There's no risk this morning for us. Abraham still had risk. He believed that God can bring life out of death. But now we know having a Savior who the third day, which all of our foundation, all of our life is, everything that the church is built on, everything that a New Testament believer stands for, you're able to march up in here this morning without any risk. You want to know why? Because Jesus did rise. He did rise again. You want to know why you can go beyond this morning? Why you can march off your map? Because Jesus rose. And it's no risk. No, you might not have passed this way before. But go on and let it hang out, sugar. Let it hang out. Let it all hang out. And believe it. Believe it. There's no risk because he, he brings life out of death. And listen, calls things that are not and makes them so. Dang, on, I've done master kiss your box. He does. Keep things that ain't even, things that don't even exist. That stretches you, don't it? That allows us to go without any risk. Verse 18, I got to hurry. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope. Did you hear him? Who against hope believed in hope. Who against hope believed in hope. I wondered this morning. How long can you live off of hope? Yes. It's where it's at. Come on. Come on. Some of y'all, some of y'all believing for stuff. How long can you live off of hope? Woo! Preach it, preacher. I'm about fixing to. Amen. How long? Believe in hope. Believe in hope even against hope. Living off of hope. My, my wife, and bless her heart, when we first got married, well, that first little bit was all right. Then I turned a little bit selfish, self-centered, ugly, nasty. For seven years, that woman hoped. I found out how long my wife could hope. She hoped for seven years. I've told it before. She worked like Jacob for his second wife. She finally got the husband she wanted, but she had to work for it. How long can you hope? Hoped against hope. Amen. That's how you fill the gap. That's what allows you to reach the promise. The provision, rather, from the promise. That's where it all came through. Verse 19, i got to hurry, i got to finish. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, listen, talking about Abraham, he considered not his own body. Weak men. Can I tell you something? Weak men and weak men, women can do great things for God because they just know God's for them and God's with them and God's sent them and God's using them and God's in them and God's word said so and all these other things. Weak men, weak women, considered not his own body, now dead and, 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 and neither did he even consider the deadness of Sarah. Here's, here's my point. Here's my point. How, how do you survive? The gap between promise and provision. 
Do you stop looking in the mirror and turn the lights out? And just walk by faith. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Miss Kay. There you go. Quit looking in the mirror at yourself. Turn the lights out. Amen. Amen. And walk by faith. Walk by faith. Walk by what God said. Walk by how he said it. Walk it out with him. Amen. I believe it this morning. I believe it. And then verse 20, verse 20, it comes to this part. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong. I want you to hear this. He became strong in his faith. You want to know how? Can I tell you how Abraham and Sarah got strong in faith? Here it comes. God pushed them. them beyond what they ever thought they could believe my God in heaven there's some folk up in this house going to be strong in the faith you want to know why because God's pushing them God's pushing them God's pushing them he's pushing them Summer, you're going to be strong in the faith. You want to know why? God's pushing you. God's pushing you. Just go on. Go on. Sister, there's going to be a strong woman. God's pushing her. God's pushing her. Amen. Amen. Beth, you're going to be strong. You're going to be strong. And you want to know why? Because God's pushing you. Yeah, he's pushing you. He's pushing you. He's pushing. I know he's pushing you, brother Keith. I'm serious. He's pushing you, brother. You've been strong in my eyes, but you fixing. You fixing to go into another realm, brother. I do. I believe that. He's pushing you. No other reason for it. God's pushing you. No other answer for it. God's pushing you. Hey, Shatan Masa. God's pushing you. God's pushing you. God's Kenny. I know God's pushing you. I know you're going to be strong in the faith. Strong. He's pushing you, brother. I'm thankful this morning. What a man of God. Pushing you. Pushing you. Amen. Amen. Tommy, I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to be a strong man in the faith. You know why? Because God's pushing you, brother. He's pushing you. I feel. I'm so thankful for you, brother. He's pushing you. He's pushing you. I don't even have to go over here next to this row. Y'all think God's pushing them? Y'all think God's pushing them? You think God's pushing this row over here? Hey, God's put Mindy. God's pushing you. He's pushing you. And maybe, maybe even today, he not only with these, but you. Maybe, maybe he's exposed boundaries. 
Maybe you see the boundaries. Maybe you see the safety nets. I, I wonder this morning, would you allow him enlarge them? Would you pull a Joshua? March off your map. You know, this world, this world back in the older days, in, 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 in the old days, they didn't even have maps for parts of the world. Back in Alexander and, and all the great conquerors and different, they didn't have maps, but went so far to the greatest places of the earth. And, and some of them conquerors, I can't remember one of them now. I, used to, I shouldn't even try, but, but he had to do that. He had, he had to go where the army didn't want to go. You know why the army didn't want to go? Because they didn't have a map for it. But the army went and they conquered. They conquered. I want to tell you something this morning. If you go where you ain't never been, you might find victory. You might conquer. You might conquer. Come on, ever who's coming. I don't even know who's coming, but whoever's coming, come on. Come on. I believe it this morning. Here, here's, here's where the scene really changed for Sarah that day. You know, when it was when Sarah invited it, God in her tent. When God come in her tent, come in her dwelling, it was there. It was there, if you will, that the womb of promise was really open. It wasn't a laugh anymore. And everything become a reality. Everything began. God was nudging and nudging and nudging and nudging. 